Hugh Hefner, a true American icon, created an empire that was unrivaled. Although some of his bunnies may have gone rogue, it's because of the love and respect that we received from the man behind it all. The Rogue Bunny's mission is simple. 100 playmates taking control of their valuable IP while honoring Hef's iconic Playboy style and bringing that experience to our collectors. Like only we know how, because after all, we did learn from the best. Relive the stories from the most prominent celebrity home in history. From those of us that lived it, the employees that worked it, and the guests who loved it. And the, the mayhem continues. We're doing something really unusual today. We're actually recording an episode at the Rogue Bunny Studios in Torrance, California. Because we're, we're on the road all the time. We, we rarely get this kind of opportunity. This is really cool, Scott. And thank you for putting this together, man. We this are. <laughs> this is really cool. I mean, my God. We already started off with pizzas and freaking pinball. Got the beers going. I know. The, the pinball oh machines, God, man. The, the, play, the Playboy machines. I made machines 9 million. Are- on the pinball machine that's right new person on the leaderboard those voices you're hearing co-host victoria fuller brian olea why don't you go ahead and introduce our three special guests today of course we've got donna miss november 94 hi you know victorian january 96 that's me angel july 96 and you want to have a party we have the one the only joe plant also known as Club Joe. Glasses were just raised everywhere. All around the planet, glasses were raised. <laughs> Raise a toast. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be talking about parties. You got to have the most infamous bartender. Seriously. I mean, Joe, you were at the mansion how long? 33 years. Whoa, 33 years? That's, That's wow. amazing. So you started in what year? 1988. 1988. <gasps> wow. As a there. young man. <laughs> what did I drink? And by the time I give up, <laughs> and, and uh, by the time I was there a month, I was an old man. <laughs> well, you were an experienced man. I was old. How did you start? <laughs> Aged. Good story. I was uh, moving uh, furniture for Foots Mayflower, and working part time in a bar in Redondo Beach called uh, the Blue Moon Saloon. Okay. And I was moving furniture with a guy named Steve Major. Oh, you know Steve? Steve, yeah. And a he really said, good friend he, of Guy Yeah, and he said he worked at the Playboy Mansion. I said, man, how'd you get a job like that? And so we talked, and I said, if you ever need a bartender, give me a call. And he called that New Year's Eve. He called and said, somebody didn't show up. How, well, how long would it take you to get here? I said, maybe five minutes. I may have lied. I may have lied. <laughs> <laughs> took me about an hour and a half to get ready and get there, but uh, filled up my paperwork when I got there and never left. So I've been there ever wow. since. Wow. That's awesome. Ron, in the right place at the right time. Best place to work ever? Ever. It's, I call it the happiest place on earth. Disneyland yeah. has nothing right? on us. Well, right. they turned 50 the same year. Is that, is that right? right? Yeah. 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 Both the happiest places cool. on earth. Disneyland has nothing on the play with me. That's exactly. true. Exactly. We were the happiest place on earth for sure. No question about it. So the, the, what were the part? Okay, because the Playboy Mansion went through multiple different party eras, as you could say. I mean, you think about the 70s parties. Yeah. Uh, we've had shows talking about that with like Allison and Joel. Yeah. And thinking back to like, you know, when the village people would stay there and they'd perform. Then you have the 80s with just 
outrageous. Yeah. And then, of course, you go through the '90s and the Kimberly years, where you know it was more of a family. Well, it home. went from black. It went from uh, negligees and bathrobes to black, black tie. tie. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when yeah. you when you and first got there, what were the parties like? Well, it was negligees and bathrobes at first, right. and then Kimberly era was that that worked the wedding. Then it went to black tie, and then I remember the phone call that came, and ten minutes later it went. New Year's Eve went from he made the phone. She called him. He took the call at the, phone, at the pool bar. And 10 minutes later, we got to notice that New Year's Eve went right back to negligees and Wasn't it the men had to wear black tie and the women was optional? They yeah. Well, no, it was no. It was, the men had to wear black tie for a long time and the women could wear lingerie, but the men had to dress up for a while there. I thought that was the case because they were trying to keep the men. You know, if you wear a tuxedo, then you're not going to be crazy. But I, I think crazy. you're talking about right after Hef and Kimberly had split, and then the boss was resurging the party. That's what I mean. Yeah. And that's yeah. when they were doing that, like, either or kind of a thing yeah, for the yeah. women oh, okay. as a transition. Was, yes. When it but turned over the, at first, yes. 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 Yeah. But back about. in the day, that's the, it was known you came yeah. in, in laundry. The negligees yeah. and bathrobes, that's what it was. That's kind of what the invitations said right. back then, negligee bathrobe kind of dress style. Oh, my gosh. And oh it changed gosh. when he got married, then it unchanged when they got divorced or separated. And and um, Joel and Allison and something I didn't know is you used to see all those pictures of the parties and stuff back in the 70s, early 80s, and they're all in the Great Hall and everything. And you just assume that the Great Hall is full and then the tent in the backyard is full, but there was no tent. They had and the parties were small, maybe 100, 200 people, but it would all be in the Great Hall. It would all be take place in the house and not on the grounds. Oh, wow. That so was that through was really the 70s more. That's, that's, yeah, was yeah through insane. the 70s more. They took place in the Great Hall, Macy. That's my understanding. I got there 88, so I was late 80s, early 90s. Right. Victoria, refresh our listeners' memories. Uh, memory, uh, Joel and Allison. So Joel and Allison are longtime mansion mates, well, if you will. Joel they were Hef's best friend. And one, he, of, one of Hef's best friends yeah. was Joel and Allison. Yeah. They went out with him constantly, but um, she also worked for the magazine and did different things. But she, you know, she's she's been around. They've both been around the mansion so much, and they spend a lot of time with Hef. And we interviewed them, and they had some yeah. great stories. Oh, didn't Hef even give Allison away for her? Yes, yes. Hef yeah. gave yeah. Allison away. Yeah. Recommend everyone has to listen to they that show. They were very, yeah. It was it was awesome over that. at Hotel. They Ziggy were close to Hef. Very yeah. close. They were close, and they came in at a right time because that was when Hef wanted to start getting out on the scene, and he he kind of didn't have a posse of any yeah. kind because. He'd been married and whatever. And so they were kind of like, it was the three of them. And they added to the posse. And she so, was doing yeah. some photography back then. She was. Then, and yeah, she was then also yeah. social secretary. Yeah. Social secretary for yeah, a year no, or two. Yeah. Nobody had more of a front row seat than those two. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Donna, what was, what was do you, no, do you remember what, what were the parties <laughs> like when you first? You were during the Kimberly. I was right? during Kimberly. So Kimberly everything yes. was very. Um, Family oriented, like the tennis courts had all the kids' toys, toys yeah. they couldn't go and play at. The game room, all the little statues were taken down. You couldn't have all those things around. It was a very, I mean, it was still a lot of fun. I mean, you didn't, it wasn't like you missed still being in lingerie. Still so freaking, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're yeah. in <laughs> gowns and tuxedos. It was still like we got to dress up. It was a lot of fun. If, and there's a lot of people. If there, it so was a great. movie, it would be rated what? PG. PG. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And it wouldn't be uncommon to trip over a kid's toy anywhere yeah. around there at that period yeah. of time. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere anywhere you oh, went, yeah. you could fall over a kid's toy. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. And you during that period of time you would see Hef up in the morning, which you never saw mm-hmm. Mr. Hefner up in the morning. And you'd see him up in the morning, you know, walking the kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. Walking around the property with kids and you never saw that before. He was always up late at night, slept in the daytime. Mm-hmm. So that was something that changed dramatically at that point in time. It was up in the morning. Which yeah. I noticed. 
for you ladies, uh, when the parties changed, right? Because like we described that it was family PG, mm-hmm. you would go out and buy your gown. Oh my gosh, we're gonna do yep. this! Yeah, uh, was there even a Midsummer Night Dream party then? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Was that canceled but it was out? Gown. But, but it was also gown. Okay. Yeah, the wow, one that I that went to. That is so was weird down. for me. No, Midsummers, <laughs> when I came onto the scene, started when I was 96, 97. By 97, the Midsummers was. Goes I, back to the lingerie. I yeah, yeah we had Midsummer gown. always being lingerie. The year that I was, I think it was right in the midst of the See, big I part moved of out it. Here in '97, yeah, that's yeah. when it went. That's, that's when it went when back. It changed probably. Yeah, because I can yeah. remember. You started there in '96 for myself. I recall New Year's Eve, of course, black tie, beautiful yeah. gowns. Yeah. But I thought, going, wait a minute, '97. I could have sworn Midsummer was lingerie. It yeah, was, but, but, it was it was. but, uh, but it was tamer. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say, but it was laundry, more of like, you know, the long gowns yeah. and stuff like that. Like you weren't robes like. robes over it. Even if it was sheer, you had robes. It wasn't just. You weren't really seeing nudity. Around. You really no. weren't. Well, and they didn't have the body painted girls and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. That came in None of that was there. So everybody think about your best Midsummer Night's stories. We're going to come back. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back after we refresh our drinks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? This is Jennifer Pershing, Miss March 2009 and Series 1 Rogue Bunny. I'm inviting you to go rogue with the sexiest women on the blockchain and purchase Series 2 trading cards and packs while supplies last. You can also collect individual cards from Series 1. A lucky few will find a legendary or epic card. Why is that special? Because you become an instant VIP with access to gated channels to chat with bunnies in our Discord. Plus, you get automatic invites to all of our in real life events. We're building a community that I think you want to be a part of. I know I want to be in your dapper wallet, and I have 49 more gorgeous bunny sisters that would agree. Just go to roguebunnies.com, click buy NFTs, and get out your credit card because no crypto is needed, and start collecting. Welcome to the metaverse! Oh my gosh, you know, actually, now that I think about it, in 1995, they actually canceled Midsummer's. Midsummer's. What? Oh my gosh. Wow. It was the one year, I think it was because they had just gotten married. It was this huge thing. The kids were just born, and that whole, like, it, I don't know. No, there was the one year because I was supposed to go, and I ended up not being able to go. <laughs> okay. I was all cute and pregnant by that point, but I was like excited because it was going to be a cool thing to do. But when did Halloween start? Because Hall, one of the first Halloween parties I went to, well, the first Halloween party I went to, I it, think back, it was ninety six or ninety seven. It must have been ninety seven because I was in. It was early, yeah, because the they were letting people drive up. At that time, oh, and it yeah, blocked I off of all of. Oh, it was insane! Oh, yeah. It was insane. The problem, so the you problem with first, that was, yeah. is it blocked off clear back to sunset, or, yep. and, and so the city said you couldn't board. do yeah. it, and so they gave us fifty drive-ons. After that, there were allowed fifty drive-ons capped it at fifty, and that was oh, it. Wow. And that's when everyone had to go park down by yeah. the yeah. mall. Yeah, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you guys didn't usually have a thousand cars driving up. Yeah. Well, actually, everything. Yeah, and everything got moved to UCLA. Yeah. So it's the UCLA parking lot number four. And that's yep. when everything got moved. But I remember when that backup happened because I remember, oh, this is so funny. I'm like, so Mary O'Connor, <laughs> right? Two hours to get in for oh, some Well, people. I was oh helping Mary O'Connor yep. at the front, right? We were ch- as people were coming in and everything. And I just did whatever Mary asked, you know, where it's like, okay, we're going to check these people in. And she goes, Brian, I need your help right now. You got to start walking through 
all the guests, all the cars, and find out who's on, who's on, and and flag who can come on and who has to go because they had to let everyone on. Right, like because everybody yeah. had to come in. It was insane, right? Yep. So they're like, fly them through. Everyone has to go through. So I'm sitting there and I'm oh going gosh. through and I'm going through. And that's what was like the coolest thing ever is when the, I rolled the window down to the limo driver yeah. and I'm like, hi there. Um, who do you have in the back? I need to know if they're on the list. If not, I need you to run through because we're trying to get things going. The freaking window drops down. And I, we had just had a <laughs> fight night, right? No more oh, than a week, two night. weeks prior uh, up at the house and fight nights for those that are listening. Yeah. Are going, what do you, it, this is the big fight nights where we turned into like a boxing ring and all that stuff in the backyard. It was literally just watching the fights in the mansion on in the great hall. Remember yeah. we had the movie yep. screens up there. We had the the TVs I up in the in the dining room and all the celebrities would all hang out. I remember and I was sitting there and you know I, I think I was there with Gene Simmons. He was standing there. <laughs> Fred Durst had come, drummer from Oingo Boingo. I'm just like all these things are flashing in my head, right? Well who was at the bar? It's freaking Jack Nicholson. No. Right? Yeah. And Jack Nicholson's at the bar and you're like going, oh my gosh. But you're just like looking around, just blown away. Jack and is next a thing you know, we're fl- now going through the freaking limos. I asked the limo driver, who do you have? And all of a sudden the window drops and I go, oh, okay. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Um, what's your name? It's freaking Jack. Oh. Are you kidding me? He I mean, hadn't at, been look back. Look that look was at, the first time he had been yeah. yeah. Look at the hairs are coming back up. I remember just going, oh, oh, Mr. Nicholson, Mr. Nicholson. The man remembered my freaking name. Wow. wow. I'll never forget that. And he goes, mm, it's um, it's Brian, right? And I'm wow. like, whoa, yes, Mr. Jackson. Absolutely. You're on. You're on. You're you're, you're coming in. Um, there's a fun side story I will tell off air. <laughs> the one, the, the one <laughs> at the conversation. wishing well. <laughs> uh, you know, we're going to keep that one with ourselves. But the still, well? it was things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nicholson was a classic. I remember he's at the bar one night and a girl came up and asked him if he wanted to dance. He looked right at her and said, wrong verb, honey. So it was a classic. Funny. For us as the staff, right? Yeah. I, I, I want to hear from everyone, right? What was it like all of a sudden you're seeing these are these legendary icons? Uh-huh. Like, Joe, you're serving, and all of a sudden, you, you know, do you remember anyone that, you know, other than Jack, others that came up, you're like, oh my gosh, and you're serving that person? Uh, everybody, but I, I never was a, much of a movie watcher or a TV person or, a, a, you know what I mean? I was in the water always and doing other stuff, so I wasn't such a movie guy. So a lot of people that were famous, I don't really know. I mean, I'd be talking to people for a long time. I didn't know who they were. Oh my goodness. So it was kind of good because I'd have great nice conversations with them. Great, and actually. they would walk yeah. away and then people would say to me, you know who you were talking to? And I'd say, no. Well, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, but, so I think that helped me in a lot of ways, not knowing people. Yeah, because so, yeah. then you just chill and they, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah. just treating them like a normal person, which probably, uh, they're, they're probably, the, probably, probably one of my, nice to that. To yeah, like yeah. Sure. Maybe sure. one of my most memorable moments was New Year's Eve, one of the last maybe parties we worked. I had a lady come down, it was negligee, elderly, very elderly. She came down and she said, I'd like a glass of white wine with three ice cubes. And anytime somebody got detailed, like I want one ice cube or half ice cube, I would say, well, how about two ice cubes? You know, I'd always mess with everybody. That's just the way it was. (laughs) No, I'd like three. I said, how about two? How about three? I said, how about one? So I ended up giving her two. Thank you. And she went behind me, right? I was working in the house just below. (laughs) Yeah. I usually worked the full bar always in that. And I was working down below. So then she sent this kid down, her assistant, and she said, he said, Miss Russell would like oh. a glass of white wine with two ice cubes in it. So Miss Russell, she said, that's Jane Russell. Oh. That, she was a playmate, me, right? Now, I knew who was Jane Russell was, yes. and still, 
breaks my heart because she passed two two months later. But I might have the last. I have a photograph of her. Wow. He actually came That's back down later and awesome. said, "Miss Russell would like her picture taken with you." Only I guess because I gave her. I was the only guy in the world ever gave her some crap. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, That's she so came down. I, I might have the only yeah, picture, the last picture of Jane Russell ever yeah. taken yeah. in a negligee with me. Yeah, that to me was probably Therese the greatest. Probably never wore a leggers, one, of the, outside of that. one of the best Amazing. moments of my work in that uh, mansion. Yeah, that's so, so, so cool. I still How about have you, that. ladies? Uh, anyone that you can remember running into, going, "Oh my gosh!" Because you are the celebrities. I Think about f- this: you are the celebrities at the mansion. You are. You're the playmate. <laughs> okay, You're so the one yes, that everyone's going and I, going. Okay, hey, so I had my little oh my god moment because I'm an '80s. 80s child growing up, and Judd Nelson was at the mansion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was working. Um, it was the show for the uh, LGBT um, QT. show. Yeah. It was before QT came in. Okay. It was just LGBT. <laughs> and it was, uh, Roseanne Barr was the host, and it was great. It was beautiful. The whole thing was great. Loved it. My time working ended and I was able to go to the bar and get a drink and I'm getting a drink. I hear someone going, babe, honey, honey. And I'm like, what the fuck? My my husband's not here. Who the fuck is that? I look over and it's Judd Nelson going, babe, come here. I'm like, okay, one minute. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. That's Judd Nelson. Oh my God. And all I can think of is Breakfast Club, right? It's in my head. And I get over there, and he's like, honey, I just want you to meet my friends. These are these guys. These are two. And I'm like, okay, great. And they're like, okay. And they're like, oh, you're so beautiful. Okay, thanks. And we go and we sit down. He goes, thank you so much. I'm like, sure. <laughs> oh, my God, Judd Nelson, I just pretended to be your girlfriend for a minute. This is great. That's so <laughs> That's cool. so, so That cute. was my one little, because, you know, I'm usually not totally starstruck by people. I've got a lot of people in my life that have been, you know, in that spotlight, but it was like, oh, it's Judd Nelson and all I can think of is, yeah, did you give him an earring? Club, right? I did you give did. him an earring? I was so tempted. When he like walked away moment. with his fist up in the air like, and then turned yeah. around going, don't earring. you forget about me? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, all of it was playing through my head and I'm just like, oh well, my god. You know, everybody that was anybody was through that place. So it, was, yeah. it would be easy. It really is. Yeah. It would be easy to get starstruck, but, you know, I just uh, some people were and some people weren't. Yeah. He used to come up for a lot of the movie nights, the movie nights that I was mm. talking about. It was really cool. I remember yeah. just tripping out. You'd see him sitting there on the stairs, chilling, watching the fight. It, 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 He's, he, yeah, he was very much an. They were all normal. All, they were all normal. They're all normal. As as they it, all had 100%. Their in it, it, but people all think. Very normal people. Well, it was the ultimate country club. Think yeah. about people think they're, they're something they special, but they're, they're no difference than <laughs> you and I talking right now. Most everybody that I talked to was as normal as the day is long. And you know they're not. Well, they're you, just in front of a camera. Unless you put them, unless you they're doing their job, they're doing their job. Yeah, it's just a person. How about you, ladies? Unless you put them on a pedestal, I think. And, yeah. So anyone yeah. you can remember when you walked up and you're just like, you know, you're hanging out, maybe it's sharing a drink or whatever, and you're thinking about, okay, this is kind of surreal. I'm used to watching you on a screen, or I'm used to like, you know, maybe listening to their music, and next thing you know, you're all just chilling. Gosh. Well, Angel? we were. Victoria? There's a bunch of us that were at the um, the drop party for Eminem for his oh, album. Okay. Remember, and it was during the day, <laughs> and the music was Doctor Doctor Dre was produced. It was for his album that was coming out, and they're like, he's going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. He was this tiny little blonde kid with a white t shirt and jeans on. He looked like straight out of <laughs> J C Penney's. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And then he started singing, and it was just the sound was bad. You really couldn't hear his talent or anything. And we all took pictures with him and stuff. I still have the pictures and whatever. And I remember thinking. 
this kid is not going anywhere. And, <laughs> and you know, because I just, you just couldn't tell. And, and, of course, he became the biggest thing. And I, he was really nice, though. He was really, really nice. So it was a reverse starstruck because I ended up really liking his music. But, um, I, I mean, I met Donald Trump. God, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I met him at 4th July and him and Melania were there and I was pregnant with my daughter. <laughs> Melania had already just had her child and this, their son, Baron. And so her and I were talking and then he came over. He's wearing his Hawaiian shirt and everything. It was just, you know, total summer outfit for him. And we got to talking and he kept looking at me weird and looking. He goes, I feel like I know you. And I go, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, Victoria. And I go, well, I was on reality because he had his show. So right, we're all right. reality. Apprentice. And then when I told him I was on The Amazing Race, he was like, oh, my God. Him and Melania grabbed each other like, oh, my God, you're John and Victoria. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's cool. And I go, yeah. And he goes, we talk about you after every show in bed. We watch the show and then we talk about your relationship wait, after wait, wait, every wait, wait, show. Wait, wait. Backtrack that again. <laughs> you didn't say we talk about you yes. every night in yes. bed. Okay. Yes, while they're in bed. They're not obviously doing much, right? So. Oh my gosh. So, oh, and I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. What? You, wait, you're trying to paint a picture that could just sitting up and- Yeah, just, watching no, TV. They, and could, they could be humping. And whispering sweet nothings in their ear about <laughs> the great race. John and Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. <laughs> um, but so so and then and then um, so he's like, oh my gosh. He goes, so is is John Baker here? And I I go, yeah. And he goes, would you go get him? I would love to talk to him. And I was like, oh my god, he's going to get such a big head over this. So I go over to the. The slip and slides. Oh yeah, it's yeah. For, we're all the topless girls, and Fourth July, we yeah, all go down topless. That was the, the funnest thing. Yeah, you're the yeah. slide the master. Back yeah. before the big one. <laughs> no, the big ones were there. Okay. And we were all sliding down, and we were having the best time, and whatever. And uh, I don't know if it was those or not, but we were all, you know, girls were topless. And I said to John, I said, Donald Trump is here, and he's asking to talk to you. And he's like, all these half naked girls, and he's like. I'm there. He's like, couldn't even, yeah. And uh, so it was, so they ended up chatting for quite a while. And I was just like, oh my God, he's going to get such a big head. But long story short, when Hef had his 80th birthday, Trump came to the 80th birthday with his daughter. And I saw him there and I thought, oh, I'm just going to say hi. He's never going to remember me. I wasn't pregnant anymore. He was like, hi, Victoria. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe he remembered my, I was so, I, I was starstruck that he remembered my name. He must meet a ton of people so yeah. yeah but he was talking about you in bed yeah he was talking about <laughs> your lips you know what let's hold just, that yeah. let's hold that because i've got i want to i want to segue off this donald trump story yeah. i've been dying to, to share this and it's yeah. perfect let's take a quick break yep we'll be right back you are listening to rogue bunny's mayhem Hey listeners, Victoria Fuller here, entrepreneur, artist, and of course forever Miss January 1996. If you're like me and many others, I'm missing the fun-filled days of a magical world built by a true innovator. Well, you're in for a treat because my bunny sisters and I have joined forces, or should I say, gone rogue, to revamp the heydays while exploring the future. I'm talking about the metaverse. So come join me and our sorority of the sexiest ladies on the planet. I promise you won't be disappointed. To join the party, find us at roguebunnies.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-B-U-N-N-I-E-S. Just fucking get your ass on the computer, on the phone, any device possible, iOS, Google, I don't really care. Just type in roguebunnies.com. Fucking do it. Welcome to the metaverse. 
I mean, I've met so many people at the mansion, and I think, yeah, there are the, the few that you're like, oh my God, that's so and so, or that's, um, you know, I had a, an encounter once with Ben Affleck, who I guess an was really. An encounter. And not an encounter, no, it was just like, <laughs> he was at the bar. No, I shouldn't say, I should rephrase I'm that. No, just a moment where, like, he was at the bar, and then. I it, it must have been Halloween actually. He was at the bar and I kind of came up to the bar and he was just such a jerk. <laughs> he was so. Um, what was he dressed up as? Atypical. Nothing ben actually. Affleck. Nothing. But Wait, I had. No, there's no way he would have gotten in the party. Sure, he just broke that off. Then maybe it wasn't no, Halloween. I don't even on. remember. This but I, I just remember oh, I, I had like the these yeah. these stupid teeth in and he was just like, you know, instead of laughing and oh, you know like oh it's funny he was kind of like. Ew, that's attractive. I'm like, dude, it's wow, a joke. Like, wow, and they kind of like, whatever. And like walked off. I'm like, you know. But you know who I actually, uh, Bill Maher was once at the, <laughs> Bill Maher. Okay, what now, do you mean Bill, once? No, <laughs> always, he was always at the bar. But the first time everything I met hap- Bill. Everything happens at the bar. Yeah. yeah. The first time, I, it was that pool bar. Right? The first time pool I bar, met yeah. him, I had never watched the sh- his show. I wasn't like a fan, to be honest. We had a different show then. Yeah, yeah but b- before was, it was real time, it was. Uh, he, no, this was during. I think was he was doing real time. I think. I think he was doing real time because yeah. he was doing it. He did that show for a really long time. But I wasn't yeah. a fan of his really, and so I went up to the bar and like was kind of chatting with him. I knew who he was, but I was like, yeah, I I don't even know how the topic came up. I was like, yeah, I don't watch the show. I'm not really a fan. And he was like. Oh, I think surprised by my honesty. I'm that's like, that's actually yeah. cool. But what was cool about it was we. It, he suddenly was like very interested because I wasn't somebody who right. really exactly. knew who. He, so we started cool. chatting, you know, introduced ourselves. The next party, which was very, you know, like a while from that time, he, I went over and he's like, "Oh, hi, Angel." A lot of time had passed. I couldn't like you. I was like, "There's how." With all the people that they meet, how does how do they remember that? Especially when it was so long yeah. ago that I had seen and talked to him. But it was really cool, and it made me feel really cool that he remembered me. You know, just because I wasn't a fan of his. And did you find but out that I he was talking about you in bed? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I became a fan of his after that because I thought, oh wow, he's yeah, actually special. really Wait, cool. When he was in bed with Donald Trump, he's exactly. really cool. He's really genuine. All, he listens. Uh, he's like yeah. really. We always said he was Hef's illegitimate son because he looks so much like <laughs> he Hef a little does, bit, <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, but he's just got that dry, sarcastic sense of humor too. You know, he's a lot like Joel Berliner. Ah, <laughs> Joel has a similar tone. Oh, yep. yeah. So Scott, that. you were saying so. So we're talking about <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, first time I met uh, Donald Trump was at the Playboy Mansion. This was the wrap party for The Apprentice, and I forget which season. It was I, I remember that party. Third party, yes. third third season, maybe second season. I don't know. But um, small little tent. It was a small party. Yeah, maybe small sixty by sixty tent. I remember because two, I remember two two hundred. Yeah, maybe yeah, two hundred people. Small two hundred people. Yeah. Um, and the and the girls were all instructed to have at least pasties. <laughs> there were no exposed. They wouldn't nip- allow anything. No yep. Because yep. yeah. so, so, the NBC and Zex were there. Yep. I remember that. You, That's you right. Could, yeah. yeah. And even though everybody had a camera with them, or weren't supposed to, but you did, you could not get a picture of Donald Trump with a nipple. <laughs> it was it was physically impossible. Smart PR. Interesting. Yep. Smart I PR. I remember that. The, the, now that you said, I remember that there was a big talk behind the bar. We we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. They were talking about this. Yep. All this. Everybody had to be <laughs> on their best behavior. We had yeah. a little talk. Rob gave us a big talk. It'd be on our best behavior. The Playboy Mansion was PG-13 that yeah. day. No, no, the funny yeah. thing is that he'd actually come to the mansion multiple times 
prior. You know I what do mean? it there, though. But it was a big thing because it was, you know, NBC, and, yep. and they were doing all the shows. It was all the different shows. It was a big yep. rap show yep. party thing, and all these different celebrities were there from all the different shows. And I remember, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> like, I don't know how. It's like, it's really, it's it's a fault, like in a, a way, because I, I give away... <laughs> No, I'm meaning my face. Like I can try, but my face will give everything away. So I'm sitting in the back, right? That same party, Scott. Mm -hmm. And Guy DeCoot, my boss at the time, comes over and he's looking at me and he goes, oh shit, what are you thinking? And I look at him and I go, hmm, they all say that that hair is real. And he goes, and he goes, oh no. And what are you thinking? I got to find out. <laughs> so how the hell are you going to find out? And I go, well, if I pull this off, we're no. cool you know and he goes he goes you pull this off and you don't get caught by john luther the gm <laughs> right you're, you're talking just to recap you're talking about confirming whether donald trump's yes. hair is real or not now he's so, not he's not president yet but he's certainly no, no, famous no 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 he's, he's just a billionaire just who's famous yeah dude i remember when he when, when the inauguration happened i started laughing my ass off like literally laughing going I did this. Okay, so where we're at, right? <laughs> so so oh I'm going goodness. back there. And I think, Victoria, I think I told yep. you the story. Penelope Jimenez, right? She happened to be at the party. and Also I'm a rogue bunny. Yes. And so Ooh. I'm like, I go, I go, I'll be right back. So guy's standing there and he's watching me. And he's a tall dude. He's a big strapping guy. People don't realize that he really is, you know? A lot of times when you see any celebrity that you meet, they're short, small, little skinny people, mm -hmm. you know? And they say they add pounds or whatever, and they find the right girl that fits. He's a big guy. So I'm, I'm now standing behind him, and I'm looking around, and I, I see a chair, and I'm like going, I can pull this off. And then Penelope's giving me this look like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm all, shh, quiet, chill, because everyone's attention's on him. Like he's standing there. There's a full circle. I mean, there's a lot of people. They're all around him. He's he's engaging. I mean, for some reason, when the man talks, all of a sudden, everyone wants to just listen. So they're not paying attention to crap around mm -hmm. him. I grab the chair. I put it up right behind him. And within like five seconds, I all of a sudden jump up, get on the chair. I am now staring down on top of his head. And I'm looking down. I look across at Guy and I give a thumbs up. I'm all, it's real. <laughs> Because I saw this awesome freaking cool swoop. It was it was the most genius thing I've ever seen. I was like, that's amazing. I can't stay too long, but I saw it. I confirmed it. It was cool. I got that down. Yeah, that's right. A future president, I stared down. If you, did that, if you did that when he was president, the Secret Service, Secret would, Service have, would, would have killed you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. here right now. Yeah, that wouldn't have gone it's well. It's a good thing you well. didn't turn around. But it's it's funny when we, we we tell these little stories and stuff, but we got to live those. But if you had He's, said his hair is real and announced it to everybody right in front of him, he would have been like, oh, oh totally. It's the best. I don't know why I went into the half voice. Of course it's it is. And even the actually said, touch it. It's it's touch it. All the experts agree it's the best hair. It's the best. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so Joe, I want to I want to ask you, right? We're talking about like, you know, different celebrities, different people come up. They had, but I believe that there were certain ways that people knew that if they wanted to get a drink quicker, that you and the bartenders worked out a couple deals. Is it, how, how did you work that out with the guests? Well, <laughs> I guess the more you tip the class faster, you got a drink pretty much. Okay. But, but, but how would you make sure that you knew who that person was later? 
Well, we had kind of a. See, you gotta understand at the time, I was, uh, me and Guy, we were the bosses. And like, we knew what was going on, but we didn't say shit, but we watched it. So this is kind of fun. We just kind of had a system where if somebody tipped a $20 bill, we would kind of scream out Platinum Club. So they thought they were a VIP and that would shake up the rest of the crowd. They'd want to know what Platinum Club meant. So they would tip $20 <laughs> bills. And somebody would ask, well, what if I give you a hundred? We'd scream out, well, if you do that, you're double diamond. You're way on the top of the list. <laughs> And then the hundred dollar bills would start to fly in. So oh I mean, it was it was quite a system, and it worked extremely well. And there were no tip jars. No, there was no tip. No, jars. You never saw a tip jar. Yeah. You so, never saw a tip jar because no. the, the boss would never allow it. Hef never would allow it. No. I don't but even know. Bills yeah. would just go flying over. We all of a sudden disappear. It, it sometimes awesome. took us quite a long time to count the money at the end of the night. It was it was. But, uh, but I remember you guys eventually figured out how to use props. I, I kind of had to kibosh this one. Do you remember the match matchbooks? Yes, we uh, people love the matchbooks. <laughs> yeah, they have to have the matchbooks. They love the matchbooks. I mean, they, and the pens, but the matchbooks were gold. Yep. I guess I won't say what they what what we did with them, but they were gold. But they cut us off with matchbooks. Oh yeah, yeah. So we ended up having to hide all we the damn give matchbooks. Give matchbooks. We them all up, and we found out they're like, dude, all the bartenders. Are Where's all our matches going? As a That's first, how you it. hand them out, and if someone came back up and they had yep. a matchbook, yep. you knew take care of that person. Take care of that person. We I'll tell you a funny story about the matchbooks. Yes, when he got when. Mr. Hefner got married. I said, how come this matchbook, to Mr. Hefner, I said, how come this matchbook doesn't say Kimberly? You know, yeah. how, how come it doesn't say he and Kimberly Hefner? He said, Joe, some things up here are never going to change. <laughs> but she did have her own matchbook. <laughs> she had her own matchbook. She, she, matches. Matches. she yeah. had white matches and he had black matches. Right. Yes. But I said, how come it doesn't say both of you on one matchbook? He said, Joe, some things up here are never going to change. Which I thought was quite an interesting quote. That is good. Yeah. Does anybody have any of those? Matchbooks? I think I do. I do have I some. Yes. I, I might have do a few. Hundred. I don't think I do. <laughs> okay, I how, about the, how about the Playboy pens? Oh, I have that. Yes. I don't. I, I don't have, have the. I have some of the pencils, but they're not Playboy Sadly pencils. Enough, I don't have a pen. Pen. You sold your freaking pen. Shut up. I have a. I have a. Do you know how many bartenders came to me to go, Brian? We lost our pen. We were working last night, and I think from like you know, load in and load out the whole thing. Come on. Oh, dude, I'm not stupid. After, I know what the hell happened. You're selling those suckers I off. I have that notepad. No more pens. After like a while. I have a notepad. I had so many. Yeah. At one time, now I have like two, and one of them has three pieces of paper on it. So I'm like <laughs> keeping them. I, I had I had Hugh M. Hefner, and I had Playboy Mansion. Ooh. I had the both. One oh, from nice. his, the, you know, from his desk. I, I saw my, my business card that was yes. from oh, yeah. um, the Playboy West address on Santa Monica. Well, mine says oh, Playmate gosh. slash Artist. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. Look at you. I made them do that. Didn't they? And, and didn't they also have like ID cards for us? For the, I had the ID card. Too. I think somewhere. What, what are we using it. the ID card for? I don't know. I had no idea. But for we when had we ID went to the card. offices. Yeah. Okay. Remember? If you went to like Chicago, you could have yeah. like, hey, I'm. Yeah. I never used it. I have one somewhere. I do. I never used it really, but I they gave it to us. I sold one and kept one. <laughs> <laughs> all of us at the mansion, we all had our own business cards, right? Mm -hmm. And and they That's were bought awesome. embossed. It had the little mm -hmm. bunny yeah. head on it. Yep. I still have a bunch of them. Anyone that said that they worked for Playboy, if they didn't have that card, it's full of crap. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't uh, get one. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of crap. crap. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant within like within like say management, yeah. right? Within yeah. management. But I'll never forget where I think I was at bar one, maybe. And one of the bosses, I'm not going to name his name, but one of the boss's friends who used to help recruit to get people in for the mansion and bring, hey, you're interested coming on in. He's at the, he's at the bar one and he has a freaking pad. 
And I'm watching from across the way and I'm seeing him put his number down. And I'll never forget, he hands this out to the girl and I go, just literally just go walking right by and I reach in and I'm like, Hey, so-and-so, you know you're not supposed to be, you know, stealing these from the mansion. And homeboy was just freaking Wait, out. Wait, who just, was this? Okay, it was Ron. So, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say a last name. So, and Ron, gave shit. why would be? you do who that, Nabal? Because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> the look on her face and the look on your face, I couldn't resist. Who else would it be? <laughs> we got to live some of the most iconic parties Ever. 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 There will never, ever be a Halloween party to match Halloween parties at the Playboy Mansion. Ever. At anybody's well, not house unless, anywhere. Not unless Rich Carell is involved. Okay, ladies, Joe, I, I just got to thank you guys so much for coming. I mean, this has been a blast. I, I know we've been doing all these shows on the road and, and, and experiencing like all the events that we're doing with Rogue Bunnies, but there's something fun sometimes about coming to a studio. And I want to just say thank you to Scott again, you know, Brett. You guys have just put so much hard work into this, and I'm excited. I mean, look, we got we got Hef's couch right here. We're gonna be building <laughs> know, this right? all yeah, up. I can't amazing. wait till we get. So awesome. We got the Playboy freaking pinball, pinball machines machine. in here. <laughs> we got when, once we can share this with the world. I can't wait to where the cameras are actually moving, and we actually go from podcast to vodcast. I'm feeling kind of at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying we gotta build a bar I'm in like here. Oh Joe, what do you think? Gosh. If we build a bar, you come Our in here, make us bartender? drink. Yes. yes. Oh, if you, yeah. If you build a small bar, whenever Plant you have a, a podcast, Plant I'll come in and bartend. <laughs> you heard that. For the I heard, heard it. That. That's sure. cool. I heard it. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Well, I know we got to get rapid. I know you ladies, yes. are, you have a busy schedule ahead of yourselves. <laughs> but I do want to touch on the fact that, you know, once again, we, we talk about uh, our boss and what we got to be part of. And he literally built more than an empire. He built a forever family. We want to be able to share with everyone out there that, that it is possible to create a company that can actually become family. Thank you. And that's what our boss did. He uh, sure did. Angel, how does everyone follow you? At the Angel Boris on Instagram and Twitter. Victoria. And you can find me at NFT Bunny on Twitter and Nothing Else Matters. Donna? <laughs> oh, Lord, I have too many. Um, I'll just go with Donna underscore Norton underscore Perry. That's my Instagram. From there, you can find everything else. Yeah. Find me at the bar. <laughs> right I'm with you. I'll be right next to you. Plante bar. <laughs> Concertzero.com. That's where we talk about your first concert. I'm Brian Olea. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us, for being part of our family. And I guarantee you, we're all going to meet someday because we're going to have a lot of events, right, Victoria? That's right. Already in the works. Events, and, we are, and we want you guys to be able to have these kinds of stories like we have stories of where we all just interact. We get to hang out because it's one big family and we're continuing it out. I'm Brian Olea. You can follow me at Instagram at Real Mr. Mayhem. And the mayhem continues. Hey, Mayhem Familia, don't forget to click, like, and subscribe. And tell all your friends. Also, visit us at rbmayhemshow.com. That's rbmayhem, mayhem spelled M-A-Y-H-E-M, show.com. And I want to give a special thanks to Dapper Labs, Flow, Gig Labs, and also Flow Score. And the Mayhem Continues!